0: Good morning, City Church. This is Philip Warden bringing you a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Today's daily office lectionary readings tell us a lot. They tell us about who God is, who we are, the purpose of God's law, and God's ultimate rescue plan, the fulfillment of the law in Christ Jesus. Starting off in Genesis chapter 16, we get the story of Sarai and Hagar. Their relationship quickly sours and takes a turn for the worse when Sarai takes matters into her own hands to fulfill God's promises for her. This causes a lot of relational strife between the two women and frustration, anger, and fighting. It gets so bad that Hagar runs away, but God shows up to rescue Hagar. He sees her in her misery, and he helps her. Even back then, God was a rescuer. This tells us about our character as sinners, taking matters into our own hands, and about God's character as a rescuer. The fact that we're sinners is echoed once again in Psalm 53, one of today's psalms. Starting in verse 2, it says, God looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Everyone has turned away. They have together become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. And if we remain in our own way, Psalm 49 tells us that we, like sheep, are destined for the grave. But Psalm 49 has hope for us. It says, no man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. But while we can't do that, the psalm points forward towards Jesus in verse 15. God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself Yes, God sees us in our messiness, in our brokenness, in our death, and he extends his love to us through his son, Jesus Christ, making a way to redeem us and take us to himself. From our passage in Hebrews come these verses, talking about death and the consequences of it and what Jesus does for us in light of that. Just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Yes, Christ has made a way that we might not be like sheep destined for the grave, but that we might be sheep In Christ's fold, destined for life. Jesus tells us of this quite clearly in our gospel reading for today, John chapter 5. John chapter 5 verses 21 through 25 say this, For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God And those who hear will live. We are those people who've crossed from death to life. We are the dead who have heard the voice of the Son of God. But this also demands a response. To borrow a verse from James, which isn't in our readings for today, but I think rewords this criterion that Jesus gives us for being free from condemnation. I'll quote James chapter 1 verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And we know from the beginning of John's gospel that this isn't just talking about the law and the regulations laid out in the Bible, but Jesus is the word. He is the word of God and ultimately he is the fulfillment of the law. So let's travel back to our passage from Psalm 119 today. It's one of my favorite psalms and one of my favorite passages. The psalmist writing it reflected that the promises of God gave life. Even in the midst of the mortal futility of his life and mankind, he dismisses that worldliness and decrees, you are my portion, O Lord. I have promised to obey your words. The next three verses show that the psalmist is all too aware that he falls short, but still... Life is found in that perfect law, in God's promises. The next three verses say, I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. These three verses transition. They show that the psalmist is aware of his own sinfulness, but is taking action. He is moving towards the perfection and the beauty and the freedom found in the law. To borrow another verse from James, James chapter 1, verse 25, The man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do what it says, not forgetting what he has heard but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. I think that the psalmist was one such man, and I hope that we all can be like that kind of person as well. But if you're like me, a little nagging voice reminds you of Paul's words in Romans 7 verse 10, talking about the law. The very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. So what does this mean? I could go on like this forever, I often find myself caught in the middle of this paradox. Looking into the law increases my awareness of my own sinfulness, but it also shows me the grace and love of Christ, the freedom that is brought through Christ Jesus. To return to our office lectionary readings, Psalm 53 ends, Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion when God restores the fortunes of his people. Let Jacob rejoice and be glad. And once again, John chapter 5, verse 25 reminds us, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. So respond to that truth. Respond to the gospel today, City Church. Stay well and do good. Morning City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A dot com. And thanks for listening.